Hello and happy Monday, my friends. This is Amy Lee San Juan, and it is always a pleasure to welcome you back to another informative episode of Cisco Champion Radio, where we cover topics across the Cisco portfolio to give you the insights you want and need. All right, so today we are talking about Cisco's ruggedized WebEx wireless phone. We'll discuss its key features, mobile management options, and most importantly, how this smartphone keeps your conversation secure. To guide the conversation, we have some amazing Cisco champion hosts. Thank you, Jonathan and Evan, for driving this discussion, and two amazing experts experts with us here today. Welcome, Jerry and David. So settle in and join us for the next half hour or so as we dive deeper into this topic. All right, let's get started with a quick lightning round of introductions. Uh, Jerry and David, thank you for joining us today. We'll start with you. Tell us more about who you are and what you do at Cisco. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for having me today. I'm Jerry Vandervoort. I'm the Senior Manager of Product Management, and I have product line management responsibilities for our wireless phone portfolio and uh, have uh, the oversight on the 840 and 860 WebEx wireless phones. Hi, my name is David Scott. I'm a technical marketing engineer. I am sort of Jerry's partner in crime in terms of supporting uh, not just these devices, but other our other phones and uh, video equipment as well. Fantastic. All right, Jonathan, you're up next. Who are you? What do you do? Uh, my name's Jonathan Mahadi. Uh, I am a network SME. I work at BHP in the mining industry, and I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you. All right, last but not least, Evan, tell us about yourself. Uh, thanks, Emily. Yeah, uh, my name is Evan Mincer. Uh, let's see, I live in the Pennsylvania area. I'm an information security manager in the healthcare uh, pharmaceutical industry. Um, you can find me on the Twitters at Evan Mincer, dot, at Evan Mincer, not dot. Got it. <laughs> All right, Jerry, um, can you kick off this conversation with a little bit more background and context on today's topic? What do we need to know? Well, I think the first thing that we need to know is that Cisco's been a leader in the voice over Wi-Fi handset space uh, for many years. Um, we've had a lot of different products and an evolution of products in this space going back to the 7900 series and the 8821, which we launched uh, about five years ago. And now with these new phones, the idea here is that the phones not only build on what we've done from a voice over Wi-Fi perspective, but deliver additional capabilities that our customers have been asking for. And uh, I'm looking forward to digging in and understanding what those capabilities are and sharing that with our listeners. That's great, Jerry. Jerry, I'm, I'm curious. So you just said Cisco's had a lot of phones. What's driving these particular phones, the 860 and 840, uh, bringing them to market? Well, the thing that has been missing from our portfolio for, for many years is an application platform. So with the advent of mobile phones uh, and the capabilities that those phones provide for users, uh, a lot of our enterprise customers have looked to Cisco and said, hey, Cisco, we, we love your voice over Wi-Fi products. They're secure. They're reliable but they don't give us the ability to run applications. So these new devices give us an application platform to allow and enable our customers to be able to embrace new use cases and to be more productive. So when they spend money on a phone, their expectation is that it's not only going to give them that great voice quality for phone calls, but also give them the ability to do other things. And these devices deliver that on an Android platform in a mobile form factor with great security and great Wi-Fi. 
Is it is it just Android off the shelf, or did you guys do anything to it to harden it? We definitely did a couple things to harden the Android operating system. So our customers can't just take the phones and then sideload uh, applications or or put a um, a different version of Android on there. It's an Android version that's built uh, by Cisco, purpose built for these phones. Um, so if you think about the secure boot mechanism, uh, the manufacturer installed certificates that are installed on the phones, um, and then the other things that we've built into the Android OS, it's all purpose built for Cisco and uh, and can't be changed. So that's very important for our customers because it gives them peace of mind when they deploy the phones that uh, some um, adversary couldn't just take the phones, put in a different version of Android, and then either steal data from the device or uh, take the device for their own needs. Does that make it harder to deploy the phones? I don't think it makes it harder to deploy the phones. Uh, in fact, there are fewer configuration options with, with these devices than we've had with other phones in the past. But there is also the recommendation that customers deploy and leverage what are called uh, enterprise mobility managers or, or MDMs to manage other aspects of the phone. David has also uh, looked at the the configuration aspects of it, and um, I don't know, David. What do you think? Do you think these are easier or harder to deploy, just from a voice over Wi-Fi perspective, compared to previous devices that we've had in the portfolio? Much, much harder. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, it 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 is. Uh, if you are familiar with how to administer an IP phone on UC Manager, you're going to feel right at home with these devices. So you can easily onboard these and then they will just register natively uh, as, a, as as any other Cisco IP phone out there. Um, so that part is, you know, very easy to understand in terms of putting a directory number on the phone. I mean, that's just sort of a low-hanging fruit or, you know, something that you can just do with Cisco IP phones and UC Manager. And as Jerry alluded to, with an MDM, you can add that on top of it in order to lock it down to prevent the side loading or you know the, the installing angry birds and things like that. You can also deploy a sort of an allow list so that you, you can allow only the apps on that device that you want to run on that device. So so if you wanted to play Angry Birds, you could. <laughs> you could. If you if you wanted to, out of the box, yeah, you can go to the Google Play Store and you can you know install Angry Birds. But as the administrator, I can apply a policy to that device and then prohibit that action. Um, and it ships the device ships as the name alludes to WebEx wireless phone. It ships with WebEx on it. So you can use WebEx out of the box. And again, you can lock it down. That's really up to the, the choice of uh, you know, the administrator. When you say lock it down, that's through the MDM? Through the MDM. Uh, you know, so you can apply a policy that will, you know, let's just say only allow the WebEx app to run. Or you can, you know, allow maybe a, a third-party app like Epic or, or something like that to only run on the device. So I was reading the specifications on the hardware, and I'm like really keen to know a bit more. Uh, you know, I'm a bit of a hardware guy, like the old wireless space. So tell us more, a bit more, uh, that what hardware uh, specifications we have on these two devices, and what the differences are between the two. David, do you want to take that, or do you want me to 
I'm, I, I mean, basically there are two flavors. There's the WebEx wireless phone 840 and 860. The 840 is four inches Gorilla Glass. The the 860 is 5.2 inches. So, you know, the the, the 860 is a little bigger. Um, either one has an optional uh, scanning component. So you could scan if you wanted to do. Um, and then the 860 can do hot swappable battery. Um, there's a slightly better camera on the 860. Um, and then the IP rating. So the IP rating is when you drop it like in, uh, uh, in water, uh, the 840 is IP65 rated, which is uh, ruggedized for water and dust resistant. So it has some, some of that resistance. And then the IP68 rating on the 860 um, is more waterproof uh, and more dust proof. Jerry, keep me honest if I'm missing anything there. No, that's spot on. The devices can actually be charged over USB-C. They both have a USB-C port at the bottom, which is very convenient. And in terms of the add-on capabilities, both devices can be configured with a scanner option, which means that there's a hardware scanner built into the device. So just like David said, um, with the IP rating on the phones, this is really important to our customers that need a ruggedized device uh, because... If you buy an off-the-shelf device, say, for instance, some type of device that runs Android, um, you probably have to put an additional accessory onto that device. And the ruggedness of it is not going to be as good as the 840 or the 860 because it's all built into our device. So it's really resilient and, and can withstand a lot. I was going to say the scanner option, right? So you've got the hardware scanner. So how do, uh, can we tie into our own applications or do we have to like download other ones from uh, Google Play or how, how, is, how does that look? Well, the devices are built as an application platform, which means that you can, as long as it's on the Play Store and it's compatible with the hardware specs of the phone, you can download and install it. You can push it from the MDM. So it's really about what, you need as a user what you need as an enterprise. Um, I have heard of enterprises actually building their own applications to run on Android-based devices. That's possible with these because our devices use um, open standards for communication. Uh, the APIs of the device can be leveraged so that a use case can be enabled. Um, but you can also use the off-the-shelf scanner application um, in, in what I mean there is there are applications that are pre-bundled onto the device. There's a push-to-talk application. There's a scanner application, um, and it's it's called barcode. And really what that does is it is the ability to scan barcodes and then do something with it. You can create some action. And that can all be configured on the device, um, either in the application or through the MDM. Yeah, I was actually thinking that, you know, in a previous life for me, I, you know, I worked in, in a manufacturing environment um, and the, that company, they had scan guns and we did have Cisco phones, but of course there was no marrying there. I, I guess they could then, instead of having multiple devices, you know, a scan gun and a phone, they could set that up to have on the one, on the 860? That's exactly right. I think that the the beauty of these devices is that they do start to combine a lot of capabilities for our users. And I like to think of it as more of like a Swiss army knife. It, it'll do whatever you need to do. And it's not just the little one with the tweezers and, and the little jackknife. This is the one that's got all the bells and whistles. You could take it on a picnic 
and, uh, and basically build your picnic table uh, before you have your picnic. So um, the nice thing about the 840 is it does have an accessory that can be ordered, which allows the device to sit in it. And it basically gives you that scanning gun mechanism and, uh, and works with the phone through a mechanical trigger um, to be able to improve uh, the experience but you can use it as a standalone scanner as well. You don't need that scan gun accessory to take advantage of that. So the 860, it's built in. The 840, it's an add-on SKU, if you will. Yeah, actually, the, I should be a little bit more clear on that. So the on the 860, there is no scan gun option. Because the 860 is such a large, large device and is really used um, in, intended to be used more in situations where a lot of data needs to be displayed on the screen. It's not really intended for that quick, uh, repetitive scanning type of activity. It's more um, it's more designed for for scanning when needed, uh, but more for displaying data. So the 840 is the only one that has the scan gun hardware option. Oh, but but the the scanner is built into the 860, I think. Well, yeah, on both devices, you can order the device with a scanner. So um, you can get it with the scanner or without uh, for both of the models. But there is a scan gun hardware accessory that you can actually put the phone in. I was just going to say that Evan and I, I'm sure, have come across warehouses where we've got these scanners, right? And and the, one of my pet hates, and, and I guess it's like bad Wi-Fi for any wireless SME, is designing for really poor chipsets, right? So like... 811b the really archaic stuff because you know engineers don't realize you know we have to move on from that to be able to do better performing in wi-fi um so talk to us a bit more about the wireless capabilities of these devices right so you've got a scanner on here and you're able to like scan stuff and you're able to use it as a webex phone um but what sort of wireless connectivity have we got in here so this supports 2.4 and 5 gigahertz 802.11 you know a b g n d h you know the the whole uh, gamut of uh, flavors of Wi-Fi. Uh, the we also have a, a wireless, uh, ex- extensive or exhaustive uh, wireless deployment guide that talks about uh, everything that that this device supports. It's basically a, a wireless deployment guide, and this is you know going back to you know we we have been in the handheld wireless business uh, with. Wi-Fi going all the way back to the 7925, and then we had the uh, 8821. Uh, so we've been doing this for a while, and it's sort of built upon that foundation uh, of deploying, you know, wireless handsets, Wi-Fi handsets, and in office or hospital type environments. And then, so let's say I, I believe you've got Bluetooth on there, so we can have like external accessories, correct? And then, like, yep, I was yep. thinking. I was thinking around the, um, you know, you've got BLE capabilities. Does that mean that we can like use it as a tag as well, so we can figure out where the device is if we've got that um, feature set up in the wireless space? Yes, if you have that capability, um, and this kind of ties into sort of the things that Meraki can do, because um, not just that, but also the the it, it is an MDM, so you could use Meraki. Um, features uh, along with this product or you can use uh, third-party mdms and and, you know other bluetooth systems along with it in terms of peripherals for example we sell bluetooth headsets like the cisco 730 
Um, but you could also use third-party head, uh, headsets if you wanted to. So, Jonathan, I guess with the with the uh, BLE, you're thinking about what happens if if it walks out the door? Because because I, I would I would yeah I would think that you know this being it's a smaller device, it's wireless, it's easy mm. to forget that it's in your pocket, or you may not have forgotten and you walked out the door anyway. <laughs> so so what what do you, what is Cisco done anything to help in in that situation? Yeah, with you know, with Meraki, you can set up any number of policies. Uh, if I detect that the device is gone, then I can uh, remotely wipe it. Um, there are different options in terms of being able to, you know, if the system detects it, wipe it immediately. Um, so there's that. There's also the pin lock on the device itself. Um, it also has different, you know, degrees of. Uh, uh, you know, image authentication, Jerry had alluded to secure boot. Um, there's there's encryption of the media itself. So there's there's a lot of security features um, that, that it actually has. And, and I think that the Bluetooth and the Wi-Fi pieces of it um, just give an administrator the flexibility to deploy it the way they want to. Um, obviously, with Bluetooth, you could connect other accessories if they are compatible with Android. So the possibilities are really endless for how someone might want to utilize this. I know in the past I've heard about users uh, who have been able to add health uh, tracking devices and be able to pair those devices via Bluetooth. Um, For, uh, let's say, a healthcare customer, it could be possible that they could send this device out um, where it gets onto the user's Wi-Fi and and then can connect to some third-party device to track health stats. Um, Now, again, it's only Wi-Fi. There's no uh, 4G or LTE or 5G component, so it's not over the radio. It has to be in a a Wi-Fi network, but there is a lot of customization that can happen there. So let's touch on that. So like Evan works in healthcare and I work in the mining industry and and the better industry, of course. Um, so I just want, want to know, uh, what, what are the use cases within their uh, respective industries? What do you see the value there? So for healthcare, the opportunities are, it's not endless, but there's a lot of different ways that these devices can be used. So in healthcare, there's a lot of clinical applications that are leveraged in uh, in hospitals and in healthcare settings. And as long as the application is available in the Play Store and the application vendor has embraced the, uh, the Android OS, then the application should work on the device and should be possible in that use case and in the environment. Um, so really, it's, it, it, it comes down to how does the uh, hospital want to be able to use these devices to improve the, the patient care? Because um, that's really what it's about in healthcare. Um, in in manufacturing um, and industrial settings, I think it's a similar story in that you can customize the device with those applications, those third-party apps, um, but you don't have to um, you don't have to worry so much with these devices because they're rugged. Um, now they're not indestructible. But the the IP rating and the mil-spec drop rating with these devices should give users in those uh, those settings peace of mind that uh, they're not going to break 
um, and that they can be leveraged for the day-to-day operations that they need to be. Uh, let me just follow up on what Jerry was saying. We also have built into the device sort of an emergency panic button or a man down feature. So in, in a hospital, you can kind of visualize why you might need a panic button. And in a manufacturing environment, we have like a man down. So if there's like no movement over a certain period of time that's completely configurable, it will sound off an alarm. Um, there's also tilt alarms. There's a running alarm if it's if it's if, if the device senses that it's running. So it's got a lot of uh, really sophisticated sensors inside of it to that that's really tailor made for these various uh, environments. Things like an accelerometer and gyroscope and and things like that. Uh, one of the cool things as well you were saying right. So it's got like WebEx preloaded, which is important for many people, right? So. Uh, you know, we have to, you know, um, expect our employees to do more with less. So, you know, they have to be in the field and doing more with that and, um, you know, talking to our employees. So having like our managers and whatnot in, in field and be able to like have their WebEx meeting potentially remotely in that in that scenario where they can just find a quiet area and it's like run the meeting from there. is actually really advantageous. So to have that and plus your safety and product, uh, productivity features built into the phone is quite useful. Yeah, I mean, so that's it's also nice because you get a messaging component for chat, um, a video component. So if you want to have a video call on WebEx, um, so or CPURI dialing, right? So if you want to dial, you know, a traditional video endpoint, you can do that. So there's a lot of uh, it's nice to have that built in. And the device isn't limited to just running WebEx. So um, let's say we've got a customer that has um, Cisco for their voice deployment, but they've got uh, some other third-party app for their messaging or meetings. Um, We'd love them to be on Cisco. We'd love them to be using WebEx. But if they're not, we're not going to prevent that use case. So the device will run those third-party apps to enable enable the same use cases as WebEx. Yep. And you can still get your beloved voicemail delivered to your Cisco Unity or, or Cisco UC manager, right? Yeah. So those voicemails about my car's extended warranty expiring. <laughs> <laughs> or, or do not disturb, right? Which is any more important. <laughs> so so when, you, I, uh, when you order the phone, you get that SKU. What, what are the options besides just the phone? We said the 840, you can get that scanner option, but what else we got? So in terms of the... The accessories, we have multi-chargers that can be configured for the device. So uh, if you buy the 860 or the 840 and you want to be able to either charge it standalone at the desk uh, or with other devices, say, for instance, if you've got an area where a lot of shift workers come through and they want to be able to grab a battery or grab a phone, use it for the shift, um, we have multi-chargers that support those use cases. the device can actually be configured at, at purchase time, uh, like I said, with either the scanner or without the scanner. Uh, but there is a bundle option that includes a wall plug and a USB cable so that you can actually charge it on the go. Um, or you can just buy the phone standalone as just a phone and battery and then buy the, um, the charging stations uh, to deploy uh, in large quantities. So it's really up to the the buyer or the administrator how they want to deploy it. Um, the 840 has the scan gun option. Um, the devices also have a uh, belt clip option so you can 
hook a belt clip to uh, the 860 and just clip it onto your belt. Um, so that's a that's a nice feature as well. Um, I'm yeah, trying to think. It makes it really easy to walk out the door with it too. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope that the administrator sets it up with a policy so that uh, users aren't enticed to just walk out with it. Um, but um, yeah, I think there's a lot of enterprises today that that do have that problem. Now, the nice thing is with these, they are voice over Wi-Fi. So if the user takes it and thinks that they're going to be able to jailbreak it and then get it onto the 4G or LTE network, that's not possible. Um, they'll have to take it to their home and then put it on their own Wi-Fi, and then they'll probably be found out. So yeah. I, then I'm the not MDM too comes in. Yeah, the MDM yeah. comes in and just wipes it clean. Yeah, exactly. Puts, puts a nice message of you're fired right on it. <laughs> yeah, a frowny face. Jerry, have you seen the Fifth Element? I have seen the Fifth Element. Yes. So is there like the multi-charger kind of like the, like the multi-pass? <laughs> the, the mul- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway. <laughs> oh, so, I've got, I've got yeah. worse ones. No, that's a great Ooh. movie. It's all right. I'm, okay. I'm just waiting for us to get our, our trip to Floston Paradise. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just touching on the batteries, right? So, uh, you know, we can order replacement batteries and you can have your chargers. So I guess I, I know I'm sure Evan wants to ask this question, but now that we're getting there, um, I kind of want to ask about these batteries a bit more and spe- specifically around the hot swap ability. Talk, talk to us a bit about that. That seems like secret science or some sort of like Harry Potter mumbo jumbo. I'm really curious. I'm like, I take the battery out of, out of a phone or another device. It stops working. Yeah, that's right. I think on most devices, most uh, electronics, when you remove the battery from the device, you're going to have to boot it back up. Uh, these phones, the 860 specifically, was designed with a small internal battery that gives the device an additional 60 to 90 seconds of uptime after the battery is removed. So the use case there is for healthcare workers that need a device that is 100% up, that never uh, skips a beat because they may need to receive notifications about patients um, they may be on a phone call and it's a critical call. They don't want to drop the call to reboot the device. Uh, they don't have to do that with the 860. So the way it works is if the user notices that the device battery is drained and the alarm is dinging on the device that says, hey, you've got a low battery here, um, the user can walk over to a charging station, grab a, a new battery or, or a fully charged battery out of the charging station and then they can remove the the dead battery from the device and put the new fully charged battery into the device. And throughout that process, the the phone will not reboot or shut down. Um, so they'll never miss a notification. And they can maintain their phone call while they're doing a battery swap. Um, it's really a it's really a cool feature. So so the eight sixty with the hot swap, obviously you can run till the cows come home as long as you have charged batteries. So I'm I'm kind of thinking that with the application environment, you know, as I've used my phone at the end of the day and I'm just playing on it, it drains the battery really quickly. Um, I'm kind of guessing, you know, overuse of of the 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 application is going to cause battery problems. How how good are these batteries going to last? Am, am I going to get a full day out of them? Our expectation is that you should be able to get a 12-hour shift out of the device. Now, uh, like you said, the mileage varies because we can't say, for instance, how each customer is going to use the device. So the more the screen is on, 
the more the device is roaming around in the Wi-Fi network, the lo- the um, the faster the battery is going to get drained because the CPU inside the device is just going to be working harder. Um, obviously, with the screen on and, and a lot of application usage, um, the battery is going to drain uh, fairly quickly. Um, but our expectation is that users should get a 12-hour shift out of a full charge on the device. And I'll say just anecdotally, uh, the phones that I have in my home office here, um, I've charged it up and then just let it sit on the Wi-Fi and it's lasted uh, more than 72 hours just on a standby charge. So um, now that's that's standby, it's just sitting there idle, uh, but we believe that these devices are gonna get um, get a lot of runtime from the battery and the charge on the battery. Evan, I can see you're gearing up to play some Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Actually, I'm more of a bejeweled guy. Uh, bejeweled is kind of my um, my go to. I love to play bejeweled, but uh, David is definitely an Angry Birds guy and has has played that a lot in customer demos. <laughs> Emily, I want to know what do you play? Actually, the truth is, I don't play any games on my phone. This sounds like a perfect opportunity then to get you uh, an 860 and then get your hands on it let you start playing video games and we'll get you addicted as well. There you go. <laughs> so, so to get back to more, more serious questions, obviously there's, there's, you know, we said pretty much anything from the Android store. So I know I'm an office 365 shop and there's plenty of them out there. What about the Microsoft apps? Any, any issues there? No, uh, we have customers that have deployed the, uh, 816, 840 using the Microsoft Intune MDM. Now Cisco doesn't, provide support for third-party applications. So if there is a vendor like Microsoft that is um, supporting their own application and you're having a problem configuring the uh, the 860 or the 840 with that app, um, we'll try to support up to where we can support. Um, but when it comes to things like that, really you have to go to the application vendor to, to get the specific support for that application. And um, I don't think that's uncommon. Um, I think that the key takeaway here is that the devices are Google certified, which means that Google looks at our OS, looks at the Android OS, looks at the device, the hardware, and certifies it for each version of the firmware that we put out there into the market. And what that means is that it adheres to the Google standards uh, for interoperability, which means that if you can get an application from the Play Store or there is a third-party app or management suite that says that they are compatible with Android, it will work. Now, there may be little um, tweaks that need to be made in that third-party application to make it work just just right, but uh, I, I don't have any doubt that devi- um, the likes of Microsoft can work with our devices. I'm confident. That's great. I know. I know we were talking before about uh, you know different industries using it. I know in in healthcare, doctors love Android. That's because an Apple keeps them away. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> should, yeah, should we just end there. it there. <laughs> Bravo, Evan! That was very... wonderful. That was wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, I saw. Um, I know like a lot of ind- like a lot of uh, 
of verticals and industries use like work profiles so that's kind of really important so like we have like they'll have their own custom applications that we run and what 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 um but the i guess from my side of things you know support's going to be really important as well so i presume that uh tacker across this and have been like trained on um the various issues that might occur commonly or whatever um to help support both our partners and ourselves have been the customers um to get through through these issues effectively yeah absolutely i i, I know that that david and i both like to um get involved in cases when they come in just to um keep our eyes on what's happening in the field but i can tell you from a training perspective tac gets continual updates uh, so cisco tac is is top notch and and they can scale globally to support devices like this uh, as they roll out um but uh, yeah i i know uh, i've personally seen uh, some of that training and and it's uh, it's it's detailed and uh i feel confident that they're going to be able to support these devices as you can you can call Jerry direct if you can't figure out how to add a speed dial to the device. I, th- I think Jerry can help with that. <laughs> is, this, is his phone number preloaded? It's, it's uh, yeah, it, it's eight six seven five three. Speed dial to Jerry, or sip your eye dialing uh, with there the WebEx go. app to Jerry. D- don't don't angry tweet me, but you can reach me at Cisco <laughs> underscore Jerry on Twitter. Nice. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Cisco underscore Jerry. So, so these they're, are they available now, or do we got to wait? Nope, they're both available uh, to be ordered in North America. Um, so, the United States and Canada, they are shipping to Europe. Um, at least the eight hundred and sixty is um, eight hundred and forty is just a little bit behind it in terms of compliance, um, and it, the same is true for Australia and New Zealand. So, these aren't globally deployed devices today. Um, our team. Would love to get feedback if there are other regions uh, around the world that want to be able to adopt these devices, which requires additional compliance testing and certification from a Cisco perspective. But uh, we're open to to trying to explore new market opportunities for sure. So everyone listening, if you need a wireless phone, now you know what you should order. <laughs> Contact your Cisco representative. <laughs> or Jerry on Twitter. All right. Well, I guess we'll end there. This obviously has been a really great episode of Cisco Champion Radio. Evan, I I loved your joke. I don't know why I'm still laughing on the inside. Maybe too much. (laughs) Anyway, everyone, I appreciate you listening in today. And a special thank you to our experts and champs for being a part of today's episode. If you want to learn more about today's topic, just click on the link provided in the description below. And just a reminder, you could subscribe to Cisco Champion Radio on your favorite streaming platform and receive alerts on our latest releases. So wherever you're listening to us, make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button now. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. See you next Monday.